Reports of our demise have been greatly exaggerated. The Lunch Crew Gaming Podcast. Welcome back after our holiday break, though those of you listening to this right now probably are like, wait a minute, there's been two episodes since then. Yeah, time deferred. Our holiday in this case was apparently Valentine's Day, so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we have Although, a new... Oh, yeah. But... Stop it! Just stop! Since we have a new editor that is not me, they'll probably be able to do this way before Valentine's Day, so... Yeah, he'll probably have it done by Friday, to be honest with you. Luckily, we still don't pay him. Uh, we pay him in good feelings and kitten farts. So anyway, our new editor is Wes, my eldest. He is uh, happily, he's, if you've already listened to episode six and episode seven, you've heard his work. He is cutting his teeth upon our product. So uh, Ken, you want to give a state of the lunchbox? What's going on? What we got planned for this new year? Uh uh, the same thing we do every year. Try to take over the world. Exactly. Well, I think so. <laughs> exactly. That's great. But where are we going to get 14,000 pounds of butter at this time of night? <laughs> well, you've given me a challenge. Okay. So, uh, well, let's see here. What else is going on in the world of video games and stuff like that? I recently, as of like, say, two nights ago, stumbled across a a trailer for a game called Atomic Heart. Have you guys seen anything about this? No, nope. but I live in a cave. I am very interested in it. It is a game that makes me feel like Bioshock had a baby with Fallout and put it into Soviet Russia. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. That's the, yeah, I was um, looking at that, but I wasn't really too interested in it because it's in Soviet Russia. It's like Fallout in Russia. It's so like, not eh. like Fallout. It has tones of Fallout with that alternate history and kind of that whole, you know, Soviet Russia actually worked and then dealing with the whole, oh man, I sat and watched 10 minutes of the gameplay and it is honest to goodness, creepy and freaky and darkly humorous. And I am now very excited about it. And I cannot wait. When's it come out? No idea. They have no release date. <laughs> but of course, GameStop is already selling the pre-release. Hey, there you go. Um, looking at it, it says uh, PS4 instead of, uh, I see no Windows PC. They, uh, well, that's good. Let me see here. Uh, no, there's a PC. I think it's Steam. Uh, so they do have a semi-release date. You can pre-order today and play the official game before the launch. Atomic Heart beta releases on or before December 31st, 2019. Oh, good. Sometime this year then. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So I don't know. That, yeah, that's kind of optimistic. But no, it's... Uh, well, it, so part of the Fallout thing for me has always kind of been the nostalgic 1940s housewife thing that they have going on, right? That housewife. doesn't look like it's going to be... What's that? Housewife. Well, you yeah, live the, in your fantasies. He'll live in his. Yeah, it looks like the uh, Russia thing is like weirdly alternative current future versus like the fallout 1950s retro 
future. So yeah, it's uh, it's actually really interesting. And the main character is a uh, a Kate, not a KGB, whoever they're. Well, I'm I'm reading the blurb. The protagonist of the game is your friend who happens to be a Soviet KGB officer. He is a KGB officer. Okay. Very, very interesting. Uh, I was very excited about the uh, aesthetics of it and how creepy it was and and just, yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Well, you know, we normally do a gym story at the same time, but today we're going to revisit a story we told about our friend George uh, and what Brandon and I did to George. I don't recall it. Why? I plead the fifth. You plead the fifth. Well, once upon a time, many, many years ago, and we'll talk about this, a game came onto the scene called Anarchy Online. Now, Anarchy Online is a science fiction based, massively multiple online role playing game. Massively multiple. Is that right? MMO? Anyway, (laughs) massive, many user, whatever. So, anyway, and, and a handful of us got into it, really excited about it. And, and it was a, buggy mess, absolute buggy mess, but it didn't matter because it was an MMO. We got George into it and then we played with him for a little bit, got him past the first little little things, ran around as as a, a group of guys. And then Brandon and I were just like, we're done with the game. George, many, many years <laughs> later, after disappearing from like real life events, shows back up and... <laughs> is probably one of the top rated gamers on that anarchy online server millions of credits had never stopped playing that game and we abandoned him to his success we miss you yes i think he might actually still be playing and you know the thing is is that he doesn't live terribly far away from me he's like three and a half hours north of me and i i really have to get a hold of brad to see if i can get a hold of george because i think they still communicate and uh just to have George either come visit or I go visit him or something like that. Cause you know, I want to see what his ill gotten credits from anarchy online has gotten him. <laughs> um, anarchy online. Heard. <laughs> got him some uh, issues in real life. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I don't necessarily think that was anarchy online's fault because if it was anarchy online's fault, then by proxy, it would be yours and my fault. No, no, and- don't blame me. all right okay i see how it is i did did not find that game you brought that game to me Uh, and then we brought it to him yes that's okay so i I see you're passing the buck even further (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. yes. fine has to yep yeah okay i'll take the blame over here yeah slipping right (laughs) off your (laughs) orange skin um okay (laughs) so uh mr president (laughs) <laughs> Let's see here. Is there anything else, uh, Brandon, that you uh, you want to say? I'm anxiously awaiting the division. Um, pretty much. Ah, it. that's that's good to hear. Uh, I am assuming mm-hmm. that what buzz you can hear is positive. Yeah, I I cannot wait for release. Okay, that's good to know. That is absolutely good to know. When is release? It's next month or two months? Well, that depends on when this airs, but. <laughs> It is. Is it in it February is. or is it in March? How's that? It's in March. <laughs> it's it in is March. in March. Yeah. I'm waiting for that. Um, and surprisingly, there's this other game that I've been, for whatever reason, I just cannot shake the the feel that I want to play it. Um, and that's Ace Combat 7, I think it is. There's still for whatever. Okay. So they yeah, are Ace Combat. All right. They is are. It? They are. It looks phenomenal. Is it? It looks phenomenal. On PC? Yeah. It's on PC. Okay. Um, unfortunately, it released. It released what two weeks early on on uh, consoles. Mm-hmm. So I've been 
basically binge watching people play it and just like i so fucking want to play this so, game so have have you seen the labrador yet the retriever i have no idea what the hell you're talking about. oh you don't know about this okay so apparently uh there's a scene where you are it's a cutscene, and you're talking to some people in the game and next to the people in the game there is what's obviously a really awful cutout of a Labrador retriever, not a, not, not like done in the art style of the game, but just obviously they took a picture of the dog, cut it out and put it right in. <laughs> That's funny. No, I have not seen that yet. And it um, drove people crazy. So <laughs> they'll probably patch it out. No, no, no. It's in there for a reason. Uh, the dog died and it was, uh, it's a, uh, uh, tip of the hat to the dog. You know, I guess the picture, they took the picture and then like the next day it, it uh, kicked the bucket. So, yep, that's why the dog's in there. But yeah, I'm surprised I knew that. Yeah, I had no this idea. Game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've um, only been watching the videos of the game, like people just playing the game, flying around like crazy. Oh, and because I don't, I don't want any spoilers. So if if I do decide to play it, then I'm like, okay. All you're doing is watching the combat missions. I yes, got you. I exactly. Got you. Yep. It was it was all over the Twitters. Let me see what else. I I I, I have picked up uh, endless space. Endless space. Well, I believe two I or that. one. Oh wait, not endless space. What what is that? What is that? The the game. Eve. That, Elite Dangerous. That's the one. Oh, oh hey, erectile right, dysfunction. Yeah, erectile dysfunction. Erectile I've dysfunction. Been, I've been playing that. Uh, I got myself a PS3 uh, Hotas hottest hot ass hot yeah. ass uh, which for stands for hands on throttle and stick right mm-hmm. it is a it is a joystick with a throttle and it is oh my gosh it is beautiful but i gotta be honest with you it does get boring yes yeah so you're using it in vr or uh, not i ah, see now vr would be the way to go but my youngest has it has the vr set in his room and he plays Beat Saber, which, by the so way, he's de- so he's destroyed your controllers by banging him on stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. He he only plays it in small doses because he's like, it it, it he gets so sore because he's swinging stuff around. Uh, have you seen Beat Saber, Brandon? Yes. Okay. So is is this a case like the whole Pokemon Go meme where you know the whole like all these you know, nerds playing Pokemon Go are like, my legs hurt. And you have a picture of Morpheus from the Matrix going, that's because you never used them before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm not going to say that's exactly the case with him. He, uh, he is, he is working and he works for a, a stage company and he does oh, a lot yeah, of so. uh, prop building and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah. Um, I have not played Fallout 76 in a long time. No. Why not? I heard um, they're doing some really interesting things with pissing people off on purpose now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Have you have you seen the leather jacket, the two hundred seventy six dollar leather jacket? That I looks like have. it's yeah, it looks like it's been I made have. out of a tarp. Yes, yes. So, there's that. There's also the rum. The rum. No, it's it, the rum. Was it rum? Yeah, oh, yeah. The rum. Nuka Dope. Nuka Cola yep. Dark. Yeah. Instead of being in a really nice glass bottle made for it, it's in a plastic piece of. Yep. Yeah. Bethesda. So yeah, it's it's like they're just trolling people now. I think they're doing it on purpose. It's it's a it's an amazing experiment. I'm glad I'm glad you got it and I didn't. <laughs> well, the game is I will say the game was worth all the money we put into it. And once it comes out, knock on wood, once it comes out to have your own home server, I'm gonna have a blast with it. Now 
you say that, but they're introducing uh, what the PvP only mode in a couple of weeks. Adventure mode or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, PvP I don't know. being player versus player, right? Um, I don't know if they're going to uh, release the the server files to everyone. I think they're going to keep that close to their chest. It just yeah. it just seems like that's something they would do. Well, you know, the the end of the thing is is that, and this is something that took us this long to 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 really get to. If you have fun with what you've purchased then it is not a waste at all. And I had fun with what I, I purchased. Yeah, absolutely. There are games uh, that have been purchased that were an absolute waste. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I don't think Fallout 76 was one. Plus, like I said, I, I was playing with my son and I was playing with, with my wife and that is pretty darn awesome. It was uh, it was pretty good. So, um, okay. So Let's- is it bad that I've, so not playing 76 or really following the Bethesda 76 explosion? Semi pun intended. Uh, when you said there's like a nuke dark rum, I'm like Googling it. I'm like, well, you know, what distillery did that come from and all this other stuff? Because I mean, maybe it's really good rum. It's probably not, but it is it from all the reviews I've seen. No, it's so not that doesn't. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's probably just like rebottled, uh, you know, Sailor Jerry or something, I guess, right? Oh, so, hey, Sailor uh, Jerry's not bad, right? But I wouldn't, I, I personally would not drink Sailor Jerry straight, so. Um, it's, it's supposed to be, um, um, lemony, if that means anything to rum aficionados. Yeah. Okay. I'm confused. Why would you do that? Okay. Because it's designed to go in cola. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I can see that. Incidentally, a, uh, because I like doing segues. So anyway, there was another, another novelty rum named Ron Jeremy. And I was thinking, okay, I was in a much more rum phase. I'll, I'll try it. And, you know, we'll see. It's a novelty rum. It's actually really good rum for what it was. And it wasn't like crazy priced. I think it was just for some reason they had a gimmick. So I was kind of hoping that maybe maybe the whole Bethesda rum is packaged as garbage, but maybe it's actually good rum. But it sounds like it's not. So, oh, well. Well, I, yeah, I, I read uh, the I guess it's the takeout or something like that. Uh, and they did a whole thing about uh, alcohol that has uh, uh, famous people behind it. And, and uh, yeah, mostly were, it's not great. They, they were, they were pretty positive on um, what's his name from Deadpool. Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds uh, has an alcohol that's apparently pretty good and they weren't too, they, they didn't think crystal skull was too shabby. So, they, but none of them were like top of the line, except the Ryan Reynolds one. They were very positive. About All right. Well, let's talk anyway. about this week in gaming history, guys. Uh, oh, what by we're the actually going to do. Oh, real yes. Quick, real quick. Zelda. Oh, yeah. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> so what this week is going to be, or what this session is going to be about, is a history lesson. And this is important because our topic is about MMO. In 1974, Maze War introduced the first graphical virtual world, providing a first-person perspective view of a maze in which players roamed around shooting at each other. It was also the first network game, apparently. Uh, originally played over a serial cable. I played a couple games over a serial cable like 10, 20 years later. The game was later adapted so it could be played across the ARPANET in 1974. Yep. And that is because one of the creators went to MIT and discovered, hey, ARPA. He probably had a friend at Stanford and they were like, hey, let's, you know, play. So yeah. let's play something. Yeah. And that's that's pretty kind of cool that, uh, you know, uh, 1974, 40 plus years ago, uh, people were playing a game's games against each other. Uh, in 1978, MUDs happened, which are multi-user dungeons, which are basically, if I remember correctly, rooms that had specific story elements that you all role-played together with. Kind of cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was never a big MUD mooer kind of person, but it was basically multiplayer Zork, sort of. Yes. Not really. Yes. That's probably the easiest way to explain it to people that have never encountered them. So uh, The first commercial MMORPG 
was Island of Kismai. Kismai? Kis- Kismet? Kismai. Uh, it was it was a roguelike and, and rogue is a, is a uh, very specific type of game uh, that is procedurally generated basically, and is nothing more than a hack and slash style of find this, use that, this will kill you. So will that. So the game was $12 an hour in 1985 money. And, uh, and you could only play it through CompuServe, which was an internet provider at the time. And up to 100 players could play at a time. Early online games like Neverwinter Nights relied on services like CompuServe, America Online, and Genie to be played. Then, after Neverwinter Nights and games like that, was Shadow of Serbius. Uh, it was on the Sierra Network. Now, the reason why this is even on the list was because it billed hourly, which my father was terrified of, but it also offered an unlimited service for $119.99 a month. So in, MMOs... In, in early 90s money. Yep, and MMOs have have continued that tradition of trying pay to get to play. as much yeah pay to play. <laughs> well, there, um, there's a mix now. They've been experimenting with the model in the last decade or two, but yeah, yeah, of the of the the free to play, yeah, and we'll talk about that too later. But MMORPG as a term was coined by a certain Richard Garriott, who was the creator of Ultima Online, and he did that in 1997. Ultima Online being probably the first MMO that people would think of as a modern MMO. Yeah, maybe like um, Meridian or something like that. But yeah, it was pretty much the ultimate online. And I, I love Richard Garriott. I hate Richard Garriott. I love Richard Garriott. Second generation astronaut. Is that guy the same guy who was Lord British? That's yes. Lord British, yeah. Lord, Lord British, British was his moniker. Uh, Avatar Ultima. name. Avatar name, which Avatar is a huge thing for the Ultima world. But mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. I hate that guy. Okay. That guy. <laughs> Why do you hate that guy? I don't know. He just comes off as an asshole to me. Well, he's Lord British. Of course yep, he is. Yeah, come on. He's, he, he's a lord and he's like of an entire country. I mean, yeah, an online to... country. Yeah. That's right. Well, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, EverQuest launched in March 1999. Now, EverQuest, of course, being the first one that people think of with the 3D and always the glasses of hindsight make the game look a lot better than it actually was. Uh, a lot of the early. Well, you know, I guess I guess there's other games, but a lot of the the cultures of the MMO world started with EverQuest and games like RuneScape and stuff like that. Now, we talked about Anarchy Online, which was released in June 2001, and then it was saddled with crippling technical problems upon its release, mostly uh, due to its inability to handle the huge player base. And there was there was a lot of people. Yeah, that it would was play that game. definitely one of the first games to have a significant, significant problem on launch as far as. Uh, which yeah and and the thing is is that it has continued since uh funcom the company that uh released uh anarchy online uh continued that transition up until um apb i would say almost to this no no they still had that problem it, i would say i would say the perfect world was where they kind of went you know what i think we should test the crap out of this before we actually release it yeah. but anyway now here's uh, the interesting one what's that did i say perfect world i meant the same yeah. world yeah same yep. world yeah yep. anyway yeah thank you for correcting me yeah no problem that's I what i'm here for that down another reason to take care of ken okay in november <laughs> 2002 final fantasy 11 or also known as final fantasy xi by square enix that's the publisher uh became the first mmo to provide cross-platform play meaning uh everybody who connected to it whether it was through a console or a uh, different console, you know, Xbox, PS2, um, or uh, even PC. Uh, 
PC was all on the same server. And it was also, interestingly enough, the first MMO to appear on a video game console, such as the PS2 or the Xbox, as I said. I don't th- I think this was after the uh the Sega Dreamcast, right? The Dreamcast had died well in 2001. After. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well after. Now, plus here- Final Fantasy games are generally or at that time were generally um Sony um you had to buy a Sony console in order to play a Final Fantasy game basically. Good call. That's right. It was uh, console specific. It was, was 17 years ago. So, well, 16 and a half, so uh, May 2003 saw the release of EVE Online, which was a space-based spreadsheet simulator. You know, I tried to play that once. I really mm-hmm. did. Just mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm. And when I realized I needed an MBA to actually do good in the game, I just gave it up. Yeah, it is It is horrifically... Uh, uh, complicated. Complicated. <laughs> but it's not in a gameplay style. Like, you could job, jump in and figure out how to fly your spaceship around. But to make money at it to, to and, and actually... Oh, yeah. EVE Online in-game currency has a physical real-world equivalency. Like Brandon said, you need an MBA to just to, to figure out what in the world to do stuff with. And and it's fascinating. It's one of those games I can't stand playing, but to hear about the culture, to hear about the things that's happening, it's kind of like, you know... Oh, yeah. I love listening uh, to stories about the... The, the people that got robbed. I love that. Yeah, the, the like the four-year scam missions and yeah... <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Or, or, and then you're like, uh, the, the backstabbing because they're, they're, what is it called? Corporations, player run corporations, and they'll turn in each other or, or it'll turn out that one of the high ranking officers was actually a mole for another corporation. And he ended up getting to the high position that, or she ended up getting to the high position and selling off all their assets or blowing everything up. And that's the thing. These ships, these things, these, these, uh, they have real world financial equivalency and it's amazing to see one that people work together to do these amazing things and two that people will just you know set it on fire to watch it burn oh yeah a lot of the other games like they spawned off kind of you know phd projects for analyzing the social interactions the cultures and stuff like that i think it was uh eve online that really brought that to the uh economics world like there are economists on staff that do things like analyze eve so yeah, yeah, and even uh, uh, Valve brought in an economist based on the stuff like that when they were doing stuff with Team Fortress Two, and in the, in the they brought somebody in because they knew it was uh, it was a uh, something that could take off if they had virtual currency that had actual real world yeah. equivalency. So yeah, yeah with with Eve Online, that's pretty much the the first completely player run economy, isn't it? Uh, Ultima Online tried to do it, but it was it, it never got that good because they realized it would take too much babysitting, so they 86 it early on. Yeah, well, I mean, 16 years later, you know, uh, EVE Online is still extraordinarily popular. Still just absolutely, you know, a fantastic... As a, as a consumer of content, we, we just said it. We love watching or reading or hearing about all the things, but actually doing it just doesn't you know you know ready player one kind of has that that that's what people want is what evil online should be type deal you know that whole jump into the the whatever so being able to sit back and watch other people who have less of a life than i (laughs) kind (laughs) of kind of makes me feel pretty good and then to see the the stories that come off of that and now that brings us to 2004 when a little known and completely unpopular and Gosh, I can't believe I don't think we're talking about it. Yeah, uh, World of Warcraft was launched. Now, 
World of Warcraft. What? Never heard of it. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, sorry, guys, bring you into this thing. Uh, World of Warcraft was the MMO version of a real-time strategy game called Warcraft. And it was basically cops versus robbers with little no, fantasy that, guys. You that know. was APB. No, 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 no. Well, basically what I'm saying is my know, side is this side or, or, or little plastic army men. How's that? Put little plastic army men. How about wizards versus something else? <laughs> Evil wizards. Sorry. I was, yeah. good, good wizards versus bad wizards. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll play that. The horde versus alliance. That's what That's you got to right. say. That's what it is. The horde versus alliance. And you played the traditional monster races versus traditional human races. And as you played the, the, the real-time strategy. Yeah, the horde. <laughs> for the horde yep. yep i think those of you listeners with a clue might realize that brandon has a preference i'm kidding a clue for so, the horde for the horde lock tar zug zug that means well, oh do. <laughs> something they're doing stop yeah, touching you know. me <laughs> do you want so anyway um we you may know have a little bit of fondness for that at least brandon and i now i i Ken, did you play Warcraft itself? Uh, yeah, I played uh, Warcraft 1. Orcs versus which, which was a phenomenal game. And I've yeah. been trying to find a copy of the original two Warcrafts for a long time. I refuse to pay for them, though. Well, I'm you, fairly you certain know I have them in my closet somewhere. They are remastering. Mastering? Yes. Yeah, no, that's not going to work for me. Well, yeah. I mean, if you want to play in you know 480 by 640 resolution, was it actually yeah. that high? Pretend, oh, right. I, pretend I don't have a Pentium desktop sitting in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, I forgot about your server. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So the game then became it had it had three iterations: uh, Warcraft Orcs versus Human, Warcraft Two, and then Warcraft Three, which had a, each one of them had a couple of expansion packs. It had a fair amount of lore already involved, and they said, you know what? Why don't we make an MMO and allow people to walk the lands of Lordaeron? 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 Lordaeron. Lordaeron. And they said, okay, let's do that. Let's enter this, this realm. Let's blow EverQuest out of the water. Let's blow all the other games out of the water and just play this fantasy-based game. And one of the things that Blizzard, the company that did this, one of the things that Blizzard's really good at is animations. And they just really got everybody's attention. So let's go to intermission. Hey everyone, Ken here. Just a quick note that you can find our website at lunchcrewproductions.com. There you can find our social media, Discord, show notes, and of course, subscribe to our shows. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoy. No, no, it's fine. Okay. Okay. It's fine. Go. Welcome back, everybody. Today's topic, Money Pit or MMOni Pit, uh, the rise and addiction. Yeah, there you go. The rise and addiction of MMOs and why WoW, World of Warcraft, is different from all the other ones trying to be just like it. So we talked about what WoW already is. Wow. And it, yeah. And what we're going to talk about now is why did they make World of Warcraft as opposed to a Warcraft 4? Uh, money. Yeah, money. Um, MMOs were getting really popular, and I think the RTS market was kind of declining. So, yeah, I think the MMO market at the time was, I, it, uh, it was um, the Warcraft's competition was, was what, uh, Star Trek, Command and um, Conquer. 
no, no, no. I'm not talking RTS wise. I'm talking about when they went over to MMOs. The the oh. market was uh, what? Not Star Trek. Um, Star Trek Galaxy. No, Star Galaxy Wars Galaxy. It's woof. So uh, by then, by the time WoW released in 04, so many people were over Galaxies. Yeah, which I know. Is a I was shame. One of them. Yeah, I which is a shame them. because. Uh, well, we could do a whole episode of what went wrong with uh, Star Wars Galaxies. But we yeah, will. so people were craving something that to fill uh, that void to fill the void. Yeah. And having a, a, a beloved game like um, Warcraft. Warcraft. Yeah. To be played where you could you could see it. Um, you could see the world from the and you were a hero in that world, not just sending uh, dozens of, of little dudes to their death and i think world of warcraft also had a certain artistic style that was more appealing to a larger audience and oh, yeah. also had some more like cutesy accessibility things because games like eve and everquest were not really accessible to the masses you had to be an mmo player to play everquest right mm -hmm. so well you know and here's the thing everquest yes was difficult but vanilla wow vanilla being originally as it was released in 2004 is not an easy game, but but, but the, the the cost of entry, well, the cost of entry, the learning curve is so much shallower with WoW versus just about any other MMO out there. <laughs> it simplified everything. It made everything. It laid out everything for you. This is what you do next. See that guy with the big yellow thing over his head? Yeah. You go to you go to see him for a quest. It laid out everything. It. It's um, it's early game. It's one of the best early games, and it hasn't changed, or it's changed recently, but it hadn't really changed um, since Vanilla WoW. So basically what you're saying is that while WoW was an also ran, a late entry to the, the of the golden days of, of, a, of an MMO, it did a lot of things right, right off the bat, such as yes. uh, allowed people instant access to figuring out how to do what they wanted to do had great draw with because blizzard was full of fantastic artists and did great cinematics and people already knew a lot of the lore mm -hmm. um, and and it didn't take itself too seriously it was hilarious the early game it, well I've, I've only actually uh played for the horde um <laughs> so the early horde game at least was full of little jokes um if you messed it it just and it just it just basically entertained you the entire early game absolutely mid-game mid was a little iffy but the early game was hilarious and on top of that it had instant gratification for the most part once you leveled up you got that big flash of light everything was like boom you're leveling up everything is fantastic that's and why it referenced the it broke the fourth wall it referenced culture that happened outside of wow like there's one thing what the heck is the a Samo flange and a Samo flange is a reference. And, and that's, that's the name of a quest. Well, that is actually a reference to some outtakes from the Thundercats uh, audio recording. Um, nice. Yeah. It just, this is the type of stuff or then you would have stuff without Dr. Who it was, it was Indiana a game. Jones. <laughs> yep. It was a game made by geeks for geeks, but also accessible to just about anyone. And if you didn't get the joke, that's fine because it still worked. Yep. And the quest so, still finished whether or not you knew the joke or not. It was fantastic. Right. Uh, so so I'm, I'm assuming, Ken, you've played an MMO before, right? In general. Yes. You sound ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> but have you played oh, World Ultima of Warcraft? Online Beta, Great Lakes Shard, 97, what, what? Uh, okay. You, you, I, any of I don't you, know what any of that means. 
if you know what that means, reach out to Ken. He's lonely. <laughs> and he'll give you a free copy of, of Blood and Bacon. Blood and Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what makes, uh, and I know, Brandon, you and I played WoW together. In fact, oh, yeah. we cut Multiple our teeth. times. Yep. <laughs> Wrath of the Lich King was mm-hmm. uh, when we when they did the uh, what were those things the Death Knights yeah. yes uh, now Wrath of the Lich King is an expansion pack that's the thing that WoW over the years has continued to add to itself it continued to to not necessarily reinvent but add to itself now more and recently expand the play area and expand the map expand pretty much everything the lore you um, would work so hard to get to the top level which at the beginning we talked about before was level fifty and you would get top gear and then the expansion pack would come out and the best gear that was there previously would be outshine outshone by just random drops from monsters it just was it was it was so exciting and it, and it kind of did that whole you know uh i'm so excited to see what next will happen if if a if a gray item gray being the least powerful item is more powerful than the 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 purple that i got before the what's going to happen when I get a purple in this thing? And it just, it really kept people wanting to play and putting down the $14 a month to play over and over and over again. So what makes an MMO different than just a single player game or a game with co-op play or something along those lines? What do you guys think? Um, Seeing other people in the world for me. Uh, uh, I was going to say some of the games that we play with each other for the most part are like four player co-op or, or not just basically not a lot of people together. Once once in our group you have more than four people, you get that fifth person, sixth person, seventh person, eighth person, person, not person. <laughs> um if you see like random other people hanging around, you know, you you in WoW you run by a, a a town and you can actually see the people in the town just walking around. Not necessarily NPCs or definitely not NPCs, but um, you know real people other people that you can interact with that's what i think makes an m makes it an mmo versus a co-op game absolutely (laughs) so it's not just design it's not just you know it's the fact that rust is an mmo which is a survival game it's the fact that you can see other people that may or may not be out there to kill you that's the difference in your world for an mmo okay fair enough basically more than a a small co-op group of people (laughs) more than a number of friends (laughs) <laughs> so what what makes WoW the undisputed king that everyone else wants to be like to to say I have created the WoW killer and oh, it's dollars man it well, really is well, just it's, dollars it's popularity but, well yeah why is it popular why is WoW popular versus like I said any other like game? I said before it's so easy to pick up WoW and it gives you instant gratification there's so there's there's a lot of stuff to work to but it gives you so much right off the bat it it hooks you my daughter was hooked on that game um when she was 8 <laughs> so so and, and and my youngest he plays owen plays um uh with his friends so you're saying oh, oh yeah yeah the, oh, every nice. once in a while he'll he'll he's actually using my old account too so <laughs> Um, allegedly, allegedly he's using my old account, which totally doesn't cause right. you, you violate any. Yeah. 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 Terms of service. Um, but he's actually played probably longer with that account than I have. So it's a family account anyway. <laughs> so th- you're saying Blizzard made a game that was so simplistic to get into that. It's almost impossible for another com- company to make a game similar, but different enough to not be a wow clone. Because of how Blizzard did it, 
I can't figure out why. My take on this, right, is it was it was a mix of a couple of things. The big one is it was accessible. And now I haven't played WoW. I've known many, 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 many people. Pretty much everyone I know has probably played WoW at some point, unless they just don't play video games, which is a, not a lot of people at all. So it was accessible. It was entertaining. All the, all the things Brandon said, but also had the advantage of being one of the first games to be that in an era where a lot of MMOs were more technical or not not as accessible. So the other thing about an MMO is you reach a certain critical mass with player population that people, it's, it's the exact same thing that Facebook and LinkedIn and all that, you have to play it because other people you know are playing it. It has nothing to do with whether or not you enjoy it or not. It's because other people are there. That's your social interaction base. That's that's where your friends are doing. You want to hang out with your friends. And, and, and that thing. I know a lot of people who have made lifelong friends from being in a guild in WoW. In fact, oh, I, yeah. have a, I have a good friend who lives uh, up by Seattle who is a uh, a, a big wow uh fan and and knows people and has met people in real life from playing wow which is kind of like a, a parallel to what happened with us and we've talked about that in another episode but regular people have done exactly what we did not being the twitch gamers that we uh twitch style gamers that we were they played mmos and met people in real life that way it, it's just I, oh yeah. my uh a couple of guild masters that i used to have they got married <laughs> they met in wow and their relationship blossomed and they got married because they met through WoW. So that's certainly, certainly something. Now, I do have to say, I did try to make a, a Ken-like choice and never play WoW. I had sworn it off when it came out. I was, I tried really hard to stay away, but uh, who, yeah. Who, who brought you into it? That would be um, Andrew. Oh, good. I <laughs> thought you were going to blame me again. No, 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 no. Uh, the Andrew got it and uh, a couple of other people at my uh, job got it and they all started a, a, a guild and it was like, uh, it was around the time when, uh, what was it? Uh, the burning crusade had just come out. So that's oh. all they talked about. It was the and, burning crusade. Yep. 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 So, so honestly, probably one of the reasons I never got into world of Warcraft was between being burned with galaxies, which released the year before that. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people I know that were EverQuest 1 players picked up EverQuest 2, which released the same year. And they, of course, they were burned from that. Um, but the other MMO that I really probably did play the most of any MMO, just by sheer clock hours, City of Heroes came out that same year. So I was, I, I'm, I can only play one MMO at a time, right? Because I only have uh, 100 hours of a day to play a game. I can't play <laughs> 200 hours a day because there's, there's no time right and those so subscription of, fees <laughs> oh yeah that, that's a big one yeah you're you're buying the the game for you know 40 or 50 bucks or whatever plus you're playing your annual fees and you know heaven help you if you, there's some kind of premium in game or something like that but uh no that, that was pretty much my fixation at the time and i played warcraft one i did not play warcraft two i didn't the reason i didn't play warcraft two was because i saw a friend play it and he was one of those people that there's doesn't exist a person between the keyboard and the brain when he plays it. Like he's just one of those super efficient RTS players. And that turned me off to the game. I could not have fun with the game. It was a job at that point. Mm -hmm. And so I never got into Warcraft three. And then at that point I was just lost to the genre. So I'm just like, eh. Well, okay. I'm going to bounce back a little bit and explain yeah. the Sony was the company that was in charge of uh, star Wars galaxies. And uh, the other game, the play uh, EverQuest two, which was supposed to be the next version, the better version of EverQuest. And like you say, neither of those games were handled well. From there, you talked about cities of City of Heroes. Well, both had issues with that. 
and City of Heroes was a superhero style game. And uh, so it that's was, just, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was comic booky style casual superheroes. And that, that really filled my niche back then because it was, it was casual. You could literally pick up and it was, somebody, yeah, it was and, ridiculously fun. Yeah. And one of the best things that they had in city cities that not a lot of MMOs even bother trying to do is if, so we're playing, we're all playing city heroes. Brandon's level 50. I'm level three. And uh, Patrick, you're like level 20. Three people actually doesn't work with that. Let me start this over. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it only works with two. So if, well, we can do it with three people. So say we're all playing City Heroes together. Brandon and Patrick, you're both hanging out. And you're doing level 45 content because it's a level-based game. Uh, I just bought the game and I'm playing and I'm like, well, I'm a level one character. I can't hang out with the level 45s in most games. City Heroes added a mechanic called, they called the sidekick system, where you could basically, they didn't get any new powers, but all their stats behaved as though they were that uh, level below the person who was mentoring them. So I could still hang out with my friends in a higher level zone without having to go through all the low level zones and still get, you know, I still earn loot and I still earn experience and stuff that, even though it's scaled, but I'm not totally, well, you're able to play eight hours a day, but I'm only able to play one hour a day. So I'm never going to be able to play with you. What's really awesome about that is that a lot of MMO designers didn't like the idea of, I guess they call it twinking, where you would, uh, you would get all the stuff for your lower level characters and power level them. They kind of frowned on that. There was, that was, that was not the way it's done. So City of Heroes doing that, doing that whole idea and seeing people react well to it really kind of changed the idea uh, down the road of uh, allowing this to happen. So yeah, to have to have a company that was like, hey, let's let's make sure people who jump in and they can only play a, a few hours versus the you know jump in and play with their buddies who play obsessively, uh, when, especially when they're supposed to be working. Um, you know, let's do that. Let, let's let's even the playing field. Yeah, sure. The 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 dude that's got more time. Yeah, we'll give them a little more stuff because they've earned it. But let's let's make sure the the lobby there, the newbie, whatever, can still have fun. So that's a huge thing that City of Heroes brought to it, which which also allowed City of Heroes to last for quite a while uh, before it oh, shuttered. Yeah. I think yeah. two years ago, uh, maybe a little bit more than two years ago, but it was relatively recently for an MMO that was you know ten plus years old. Yeah, ten plus years. Not many, uh, not many MMOs get that far. No, um, they don't. Not at all. So that was a huge thing, and people were very upset when it did close because it was. You know, without looking at the numbers, it was still fairly popular, but I can't imagine it was making money for them. Uh, one of the things in in MMOs is quests and quest designs, and actually in any games is quest design. Do you, and I think we touched on this a little earlier. Do you think WoW did anything different with their quest designs that made them more interesting than, say, any other MMO? I think they took uh, Fallout's quest design from Fallout 1 and 2, and they basically put it in a 3D world space. What what do you mean by that? Lots of in jokes and the quests were kind of fun and sometimes abstract. That that's what I mean by that. I don't know whether that was actually how WoW was set up, but they I, they, I, they certainly still had the the standard RPG fetch quests and the hey go into the basement and kill ten rats. Um, right. Or but, uh, we go into the forest and kill a zillion pigs until we're level one hundred and we can. Yeah, you you've seen you, the, you yeah. Can, yeah. You've seen, yeah. yeah you can actually do that. You can you can well, certainly do that. You no longer you no longer get one XP for killing low level stuff. So that that was a that was a reference to South Park when South Park did their pheno phenomenal episode on World of Warcraft, which is really weird to say for those of you that don't know or don't care for for uh, 
South Park. Uh, but yeah, there that episode really, really does a great job of <laughs> portraying some true stereotypes. True stereotypes. And, and they did it in such a way that they not only poked fun at Blizzard, but they poked fun at themselves. It was it was it's a really good episode. Disgusting because it's South Park. Nonetheless, great episode. So. Uh, well, okay. So there's nothing really all that special about the quest designs. It's the, 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 because like you said, it's, you know, go here, get that, do here, go here, kill this. Wow. Doesn't have anything special there. Except no, but for it, it is the writing, the writing in the quests. Certainly. It certainly puts you in a position where it's like, oh, okay, I kind of want to do this. I want to do this. It's not one. Oh, this is another fetch quest or. Or, oh, this is another, you know, go here and slaughter, whatever. It does give you that, I want to, to complete this because it's, and, and honestly, you've got the writing, which is, it's all there. You've got the rewards and you can see that right up front. It's like, oh, okay, this is what I'm going to get for finishing this quest. No problem. I'm, I'm on it. It's absolutely one of the most real feeling worlds. The characters all seem to have reasons for what they're doing. It all, you know, you, you get the feeling, even though the quest giver is static and never moves, you get the feeling that this is a person who lives in this world, who is turning to you for help. And in the beginning, you weren't anyone special. Yeah, sure. You became powerful, but you weren't, you weren't a hero. You were just one of the, the schlubs who lived in the world doing things for other people. It wasn't until later uh, after cataclysm, where all of a sudden you became the chosen one, mm-hmm. you know, where, where the whole story was about you, you, you yeah. the hero, which was an interesting tonal shift going from one of the faceless many to, you know, saving, being the reason you and everyone else who plays being the, the hero, the reason why the game exists. It, it was, I don't know if they succeeded with that. So I wasn't a huge fan after cataclysm. But yeah, I mean, I played it for a little while. I think that's when I stopped. I was yeah. like, Cataclysm, no more. <laughs> yep. And then when they added Pokemon and Kung oh yeah, Panda I, and I what? have not seen anything first person wise, like in person. I have not seen anything with the pandas or any of that other crap. <laughs> so this is something that they're also returning to. They're coming back to uh, releasing Vanilla WoW for people to play. Vanilla WoW, of course, being as I said before, the original, I, the I original WoW. It's probably going to be a mistake. It's, <laughs> it's not going to make. It's not going to make as much money as they think it is. People are people are nostalgic, but Vanilla uh, WoW was pretty awful. No, no, it was good. It, I mean, honestly, they're not going to release Vanilla WoW. They, they're going to. Uh, Updated a little bit and make it a little easier, but um, not necessarily easier, but they're going to make it a little bit more um, uh, friendly. <laughs> but uh, I don't think they're going to. I'm sorry, those 50 person raids, never going to fucking happen. Never going to. Today's no. Absolutely not. Never going to fucking happen. So, so for, for, for those who have never played well, a 50 person raid, you, you, you group up with people, and I think you could have five in a group to do any specific group thing and they have dungeons designed for a group of five and everybody needs to know their job you know you have tanks which are the people that take damage and keep control of monsters it's called aggro you've got your dps which is your damage peeling dps being damage per second you've got your healer well that's pretty much it right i mean your yeah, support your, classes your and, tank yeah your, your um all healer you? your your secondary deeps yeah now secondary that's, deeps. that's how you planned your your party of five is is uh was very important and you know that was five and then they had dungeons they had bosses that you had to get groups of 10 
groups. So 50 people, like he says, a 50 person raid to go in and just wail on. And not only did you wail on this boss monster, but you had to do it in with a some form order. Yeah. Um, everyone had to know their job. No, no, And there no, was, no. there was usually a shot caller. Yeah. It was, it was hugely fascinating to watch. And, it, and, and the tools inside the game were not necessarily designed for communication across 10 groups of five. You know, it was, it was, it was an amazing, an amazing feat to get these groups together to do these things. And so whenever these big bosses were created, were, dropped by a group of 50 you would have server-wide messages and you know these big things and it was a big deal because it was not easy so yeah i agree with you i don't think the vanilla wow is going to be stunningly successful however knowing that there are bootleg servers that currently run and how these bootleg wow servers are popular and they run vanilla i can just imagine you know there will be, but I think um, people are going to go back and be like, oh, that's right. That's why I don't like Vanilla WoW. Exactly. The, the rose-tinted glasses of hindsight. Exactly. Like I said, um, pe- people are nostalgic about it, and, and they should be. It was fun back in the day, mm-hmm. but that's when that's when you were in, in college, in high school, and didn't have responsibilities the next day. A 50-person raid usually took, what? Three, four hours just for just one thing. And if you not, wiped at the end, you have oh, to start over. Start oh, all yeah. over again. Well, it was three, four hours to get everybody in one place. You know? <laughs> that, too. <laughs> my last my last WoW session, we were doing, um, I think, what was it, 25, 25 person raids. It took guys hours to get online. That's how I lost my proto Drake. And I will never, <laughs> never mind. I'm done. I can't. Now that I think about that, I, I don't want to okay. talk about WoW anymore. Right. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm upset. So, so, so actually, okay, that's, that is something, oh, I'm sorry for shaking the table. That is something <laughs> that uh, is, is, is a huge point. It's been, I don't know, what, six years, maybe five, six years since you've played mm-hmm. and you still have these feelings about the game and you still have feelings. So they did something right. They created a realm that we all just jumped into and, and enjoyed. For those of us in the right mindset, Ken, not to, you know, uh, put down the fact that you you weren't interested in it because you were you were wearing your tights and flying around uh, Century well, yeah. City or whatever. Well, I, I made some obtuse characters and city heroes and one of the big things about city was the character customization so i made like gi joe characters and all kinds of wonky stuff but that said sure i didn't play in wow but i had similar experiences in other games right right and 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 the thing is and and i'm i'm just trying to pin down what exactly made wow the game what exactly made everyone say that's the game we want to be? Was it because they were in the right place at the right time? They had the right amount of lore. They had the right amount of good people creating good content. They had a great art style. Because, I mean, if you look at City of Heroes, it looks like an updated version of the EverQuest engine. It's not, but you know what I'm saying. In a in a, in a modern city, I mean, I played City of Heroes and I really did enjoy it. But, you know, the scale was off. It just... It was a good game, but it didn't draw like a game like WoW did. But then again, WoW had its moments where we're like, we're done. Whether it's because we hit the end game and the end game content is just the same grind over and over again. Something about WoW brought us back to it. I I think WoW was really just a right combination of a bunch of right things at the right time. And that caused it to reach that critical mass that you need in an MMO where it just snowballs to success 
And then uh, they were able to maintain that momentum by releasing it to larger and larger markets. They made, they continued to basically handle things sufficiently enough not to piss off their main player base. They, you know, released new content that people found interesting and more and more people played it. And actually, WoW was also one of the big games where a lot of people started doing things like bringing in their spouses and girlfriends. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, that's funny that you, you should bring up the fact that they didn't piss off their player base because, you know, if well, you- they didn't piss it off sufficiently. <laughs> yeah, that touches on the entitlement of, of gamers. I think Blizzard did a fantastic job of handling their fan base. They didn't give too much information away to raise expectations out and above and beyond what gamer... Because, you know, you give a little bit of information, a gamer will extrapolate and be like, well, you know, the hitbox is going to be red. And everyone's yeah. going to be like, the hitbox is going to be red? What is this shit? No, and... I'm never going to play this again. I can't believe wow, all this time and money I've put it. I'm entitled. And that's what it is. And, and, and gamers lose that sense of perspective. Blizzard did a great thing in, in how they managed to manage their, their fans uh, expectations and kept them at the right level of frothy, both directed at Blizzard and kept their excitement level towards the game uh, for many, many, many years. Now, I mean, we could we could go into modern stuff and about what they've done recently and how they've kind of lost that ability. But I really think they grabbed onto the psyche of the type of people who play their game, didn't abuse it, and kept people interested without going too crazy. They didn't dangle too much information. They didn't hold too much information away. They just kept things kept moving smoothly. Moving smoothly. They had always they always had content. They they just they just knew how to handle their people. I think that's the biggest thing. Because I played a game not that long ago, maybe three or four years ago called uh Wildstar. Okay. Yeah. It was it was a beautiful game. The quests were amazing. You you were you were a cross between the hero and just some random dude that ended up being, you know, a part of the whole thing. It was just really well done. But boy did they mishandle their 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 customers. Boy did they mishandle talking to people. And you know, I was I did a lot of beta testing for MMOs and just yeah, like Funcom for one. I did some stuff for Funcom and they really interacted with their fans they somehow missed the the scope sometimes you know i I, with anarchy online and how badly it did on its rollout and how badly they did in communicating they learned a lot but man there are so many mmo companies out there that want to be like yeah we're going to create the next wow killer and they just come out and they don't have the total package either they're really good with the intro level stuff like wow was but they can't handle their customers or they can handle their customers but their product is crap you know it's just i i did a lot of testing for uh, ea I, I i'm so sorry yeah so we can yeah, blame yeah. you yeah, well for a, a few things yeah um i have to say i did spend and thought when I when I first tried it, that uh, 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 Star Wars Old Republic was going to be something that pulled the people away from WoW. I was completely wrong. <laughs> well, why is that? The ga- it, it, honestly, the game took itself entirely too seriously. Um, I I love Star Wars. We've we've had this debate too many times to count. Not even a debate. <laughs> Well, yeah, true. Um, but the game, honestly, it just took itself way too seriously. They they mishandled the launch. They mishandled the product, and it wasn't what people wanted. So it could have it could have certainly filled a, a certain niche. But if they had if they had presented it in something other than the next Wow Killer, 
and Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, uh, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight, you know, boosting people's uh, expectations of the game up. Had they not done any of that, it would have it would have sold well, and it probably would still be no. It would, certainly wouldn't be uh, pay to play now. It, it it would have it would have staved off that that free to play transition for probably another year, and they would have had a a, a higher player count for longer. Yeah. I think one of the death knells for that game, they could have survived all the rest of that crap. The EA Electronic Arts, that that whole stupidity that they have they do not handle their customers well i mean if you looked at how they did the matrix online and how just yeah did the matrix online i believe they did if they didn't doesn't matter the concept is they did not handle they have a built-in fan base they had a built-in fan base that were ready to go and if they had even with all the things you mentioned but if they had end game content that was good people would still be playing it and they did not have and you would get to the top level you would finish the story and you'd be like uh, Here's the thing about that: people who beta tested the game, we didn't have access to the full game. We alpha and beta tested because I was in the alpha and the beta. We'd never had full full access to the to, to the end game and stuff. So. so they didn't have an end game. Yeah. Not really. Not really. Not until people got there. <laughs> they were writing it as they went on. That works yeah, for Iron remember, Man, was, but yeah, that was that was a thing. I mean, I, I wasn't a super big fan of like the way they did some of the mini games, but it was content and it was not uh terrible it was enjoyable you know they were doing like the 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 shooter on rails missions from uh rebel assault did they mm-hmm. that? i don't know whatever that whatever that was yeah. where you did the space fighter missions and you had some mini games like you know hut ball and like pvp games which i think they added a little later but i can't remember um they were enjoyable but yeah when you reach that end game plateau you're like okay now what i'm yep. not gonna make another character because it's the same thing over, oh, over and over again not. but it wasn't with star with star trek Oh, sorry, not Star Trek. With Star Wars, it was you. You had wait, wait a what, second. Wait a second. Different. What? That is a debate. Star Wars versus Star Trek. I'm not. Are gonna we going to go down that road? You want to get the Star Trek MMO is not a WoW clone. It's not even close. No, no, it's it's not even an Eve Online clone. It's a completely different game. Oh yeah, it's 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 completely different in in that everything is completely different. They, Which is they, why it's still kicking to this day. Oh yeah. They don't charge for it anymore. <laughs> well, they they charge for the expansion packs, I think. But no, no, not for uh, not for Star Trek. I thought they had a new. Couple. Everything is free. Everything is free. Now you can pay for early access to the expansion packs. Oh, uh, okay. Else. And cosmetic course, stuff and cosmetic. Yeah, premium currency, premium yeah. leveling kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's doing really well, and it fills a niche of its own. So yeah, no, that's fine. Let's. let's I, I was just teasing you about mistakenly saying yeah. star trek oh. instead of star wars oh okay but yeah we were talking know. about new characters oh yeah well it, star wars had all new stories based on the the class that you picked sort of yeah there, sort of. yeah there was a the 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 character story and there's also the zone events so everyone did the same zone stuff the go kill these 12 chickens in the basement or whatever but then you had your main quests and I those varied star wow yeah <laughs> womp, womp rats whatever there you go but yeah every, every character was it every character class or one every character archetype because there was like two force users there was a used story by. for every class but there was subclasses right 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 didn't yeah that didn't affect the story in any way so the fact is that we we are very excited even talking about the concepts they had there tells you that Knights of the Old Republic online or whatever it was, Swatter Star- Se- Secret Star Weapons Wars. of the Old Republic. Wow. Sec- okay. Secret. We- okay. 
No, I played a lot of secret weapons back in the day. Back in the Sierra, Sierra. That's the Um, World War Two. Yeah. Star Wars, the Old Republic. Yeah. So, yeah. The fact that we're excited about it tells me that, you know, it had the potential to be a game that was amazing. And for some reason, they made some decisions that just didn't make sense. That just kind of. And that's it. Yeah, because I think Star Wars, the Old Republic had the kind of the accessible gameplay feel. It wasn't like super realistic graphics. It was kind of cutesy that had some humor in it. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think it was very fourth wall breaking because it took itself seriously, as you already said, but it was generally accessible. Um, you didn't have to have a PhD in uh, MMOs in order to play it. Like, you know, you're, you didn't have to clock in 3000 hours of EQ one raids before you knew how to play <laughs> the game either. So it was accessible <laughs> yeah. from that context. And lore wise, it was, relatively simple you could just jump in your you, you know you start a jedi knight hey by the way you're a jedi knight now go play here's your lightsaber <laughs> sweet well no you had to earn your lightsaber but well, that's neither but that's the story quest yeah it, it well you knew that was a result that you were going to get but you look at games it, you know like we've said about this for a couple of games they took themselves way too seriously uh a game like anarchy online despite the fact that it had the launch issues despite the fact that you could get punched by creatures uh from three rooms away despite all these things it's still going. Um, it did not take itself seriously, even though the meta story, the overall story is really dark, is really, you know, down. But you had critters that sh- shouted leet speak at you as you shot them, you know, and it, and you would find certain. And that's the other thing. Wow, did that, too. You know, broken I win buttons because uh, they nerfed paladins, nerfing being where they make a change to the code to make it a little harder, take away damage, whatever. Maybe it's a little bit of that take you know comedy is serious business but don't take it seriously maybe that's what the concept is or or the mmos are serious business but don't take it seriously yeah pretty much don't don't make your game so super serious where you know everyone is is full-on rp all the time because honestly that's not why i play games (laughs) you know the other thing is is that there are people and there are servers that rp all the time and stuff and and they make the jokes part of the world you know both anarchy online and WoW and, and other games, even APB, whatever, have been able to do that. Now, games that take themselves too seriously and they make themselves almost jobs, you know, I mean, that worked in the case of EVE Online. But in another games like, say, Conan, where it was uber realistic and, you know, making a player base was work and leveling up was just, you know, it was a, it was a, a slog. It was very tedious. And on launch, Gorgeous game. The- the raids were literally impossible. Yeah. Yeah. And again, another Funcom game. You but know, the soundtrack was amazing. It was. We talked about that too. Um, and then what was the, what was the world game that the, not the silent secret, 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 secret world, world, secret world kind of went to the side there and had, you know, real world. You had to use uh, the internet to figure out answers inside the game. And it didn't take itself as serious right. as some of the other games. So, and then now, what what is what is Funcom coming out with recently? What's the? I know they, they're working on another Conan game. Well, but... they're Exiles, of course. But Conan that's... Exiles, which is more of a an MMO survival. FPS survival. Yeah, more of a survival game. Because I thought they were banking everything on the um, the survival of Exile, honestly. So, well, there's another Conan game coming out. I don't know of anything else that they're they're doing. Well, uh, Mutant, they're doing a Mutant Year Zero. Uh, Mutant Year Zero, which is an XCOM style squad based combat thing. I have that. I really like it. It's really 
really hard. Yeah. And they, they of course, retooled the secret world and kind of rebranded it. So Fudcom has survived and I, they've learned a lot from their mistakes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can I give you a quick segue? I'm sure. kind of curious. This is a little bit of trivia. Anarchy, don't look it up, but Anarchy Online has, has a 98% positive rating on Steam. Uh-huh. Would you like to take a gander of what the minimum system requirements are for it? A toaster. F1 processor is 16 gigs of RAM. Yeah, 16 gigs of RAM. No, uh, definitely nope. not. More than that. It's Four a Pentium eight. 3 450 megahertz with 128 what? megs of RAM and a, a Direct 3D compatible 32 meg video card. That's nothing. That's nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I played... <laughs> yeah, actually, your phone probably could do that. Uh, I played not that long ago, and they had not updated the interface that uh, that much. Ooh, but uh, no, no, it wasn't. But, you know, I I have a special place in my heart for Anarchy Online, not the least of which is the fact that we abandoned George to it. But I also worked as a volunteer moderator in-game to help solve some of their problems. You know, when you petitioned a in-game game master, I was one of those guys. And, and you couldn't um, figure out Slash Duck. What? No. And you couldn't figure out Slash Duck and it was like, help me, help me. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or I'm stuck or, hey, petition. It was all petition slash pet, you know, and, and we, we went through training and we were, we had a ticket tracking system and it was, it was fascinating. It was, it was really interesting to see how uh, an MMO company used volunteers. I got free game time uh, over and over again to play, to be a, a moderator. It was really kind of cool. Free so, game uh, time to moderate the game. Nice. Well, Makes yeah, sense. every, every, I think you had to work a four hour shift and then you would get a week free. So oh, something, something along those lines. It was, it was nice. It was very nice. And then you had access to special chat and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it was a good way to reporting players or re- rewarding players that wanted to, that had time, but not money to contribute to it. Or they just wanted to contribute to the, the, the game itself. And uh, I know Ultima online did something like that as well. So it was really cool. Uh, they built a, a pretty strong core. Cause you had classes that went through and yeah, I did it twice. I did it once in the beginning and then uh, came back much later and tried it again. Right, right around the time we dropped George. So, <laughs> but uh, all right, guys, we talked about this before. Free to play. That usually means that the, the MMO is moving into its final years. It's infirm. Is it truly a death knell or is it just a smart move to go from, all right, well, you know what? The game itself is free, but if you want extra stuff like blue hair or a, a slot or a, a bag with extra slots, is it is it a death knell? What do you think? No, no I don't think it is. Yeah, I think most companies use it as a way to try and salvage a game that is already going out for whatever reason, usually company mismanagement, um, but is not an automatic death knell. Well, yeah, we talked about APB before. Well, APB has had its ups and downs. That, that has, has gone through all sorts of wonderful little iterations. But take uh, Star Trek Online. That thing yeah. makes a ton of money. A well, ton not, of money. Not only Star Trek Online, but there's also Path of Eternity. Path of Eternity? Path, Path of Exile. Path of Exile. That's not really an MMO, though. Is and it isn't. Uh. I know I say, it's I want to say it's it's more it's it's a Diablo clone for me. Yeah, it's a Diablo yeah. clone that a lot of people play on. And Diablo being, you know, that yeah, is but, the top-down isometric swing. Every every click is a swing or an arrow or a piece of magic. But it is wildly successful. Um yeah. because and all it sells is quality of life items, not necessarily pay to win, which is what a lot of people complain about with free to play but you buy you buy things to make your game easier yeah, not necessarily you, you want another inventory page of stuff you can 
put in your, you know, your secret chest, you know, that's yeah, five bucks, yeah. but you get five it forever. Bucks. Yep. So it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's fantastic. And, and it, it done right again. And maybe that's the answer. If done right, it's going to be very good for, for the game. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily think free to play is a bad thing. I think free to play can certainly boost the population of a server uh, of a game. And it can it can help out the the game's bottom line if they do it right. <laughs> now I think, and you guys can maybe know better, but I think you can actually figure out a way to play WoW and earn game time. WoW is technically free to play for the first I forget how many levels. 50, 10, 100, 10. I don't know where it is. Yeah, isn't it it's like the first ten levels you can you can check it out? Yeah, but it's it's like free forever though. <laughs> so you you hit level ten, you can still log in as that level ten character and run around and still do nothing but you do you level still ten stuff. Yeah. You will never level higher than ten. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how they do it. I'm I'm not hundred percent. I'm I'm too lazy to look it up. Too, too lazy. Yeah, I don't even want to Google that. But so, okay. So I think we figured out that WoW was pretty much in the right place at the right time. Blizzard was knew how to handle the people. And then everybody else just tried to be WoW and just weren't able to do it. Yeah, they were probably too busy trying to say, we're going to take the guy off the hill and not worry about trying to make a good product. Yeah, they'll focus on one thing like, oh, we have better graphics than WoW, but we also have no content, so... Right. Yeah. Yep. EQ two. <laughs> I and I still joke about slash pizza in a game. Slash pizza. You didn't know about that? No. That was a legitimate thing that EverQuest two added. Slash pizza. It legitimately you you do it in game like in the in game slash commands, and it would open up a web browser to Domino's or Pizza Hut or somebody. Nice. So. Uh, cool. I believe WoW joked about that with a slash panda later on in an April Fool's thing or something. Well, I know you could play Bejeweled in uh, in WoW. That's you funny. Can- yeah. All right. Well, let's bring ourselves right. to intermission number two. Oh, man. Sorry. Welcome back. My kittens are playing in the background. Today, uh, we talked about WoW. I'm not going to necessarily do a quick summary because we summarized right before the intermission. But what we'll do is we'll go into our lightning round where I have a quiz for you, gentlemen. Okay. Uh, so are you, are you ready? I guess. I don't know what this quiz is. So um... uh, what's the subject? The subject <laughs> is... MMORPGs. Oh, goody. I know what it stands for. Let's go. Okay. Question numero one. When you when would you generally use the word ding in an MMO? A, when you're leveling up. Okay. I'll just go right <laughs> to number two. Translate the following hey, it's script. a lightning round. We got to keep going. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Knock this Translate out. Translate the following sentence. Guys, W8, number four, me, I, G2, GTG, 33T BBS. A. What the? B. Hold on for a bit. I got to eat, but I'll be back in a little bit. C. You all suck. I'm Gary the Great, level 33 trainer of barbaric broadswords. D. Men are from Mars and uber dorks are from Spasmaton. Matrix. Well, that's the e, D is what the real one means. But one ring to rule them all and in the dark to spine them. Which which one do you say it is? No, it's the, the B. be back, mates. Be back soon. Three. Now, wait till I say all the answers before no. you choose yours. Oh, we know the answers. LFG stands for A, lazy looking fat guys. Okay, <laughs> goddammit. Let me finish the thing. No. B, looking looking, looking for gals or guys. 
looking for girls. C, loading female genitalia. D, <laughs> wait, how would you? Licking no. for gauntlets. E, looking for group. Looking for group. Yeah, that's right. Four, a mob is A, a computer controlled monster. That B, one. a messenger for Balthazar. C, an Who angry group of people intent on doing me harm. D, a mail order bride. E, magical mob. orb of burning. Could also be a mob. All those things could be the other answers that you gave. So it's the first one, but they could all be yes. a stat. It's a control, yes, computer controlled. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Which could be like a burning orb of whatever, or a mail order bride, or you know, depends on the game. Now, what is lag? Network latency. Uh, do, wait, do you do you want me to really answer that, <laughs> or would you like me to give you the answer? I could also really answer that if we really wanted to. A little Asian gentleman. B <laughs> ladies against gamers. C, love of all games. D, a loss of synchronization between the quiet and the server, causing delayed reactions and frequent deaths in the game world. E, League of Amazing Guys. League of Amazing Guys. Uh, the quiz wants it to be D, but that's not what really lag is, but we'll go with D. Uh, for those of you playing along at home, Ken knows intimately what lag is because it's his job. Guys, what's a noob? A, a cross between a nitwit and a boob. B, yes. a special mm -hmm. boss monster that has higher than average stats. C, Perhaps. a new player. D, yep, a veteran that. player. E, a character who's too powerful to enjoy the game any further. Uh, so all those people have been called noobs before. Yep. But I'm going to go with the last for, one. Yeah, because new, new player is what it stands for. So what were you saying, Brandon? Last the, one. the last one, because that those those people are way too powerful to enjoy the game. Most guys I call noobs are just too, too damn strong. Gentlemen? What does it mean to be a farmer? A, planting fruits and vegetables in-game to sell to other players. B, a, a person who has a very slow internet connection, who is probably connecting from a farm. C, a <laughs> character who has the best equipment possible, even though they should not have been able to get it on their own. D, a person who spends most of their time in-game killing the same area to collect valuable items and gold to sell to the other players. Or E, a person who does not fight with a sword and a shield, but rather... A pitchfork. So the Ultima franchise did, in fact, have the hoe of destruction. I'm just going to throw <laughs> that out there. Uh, but the answer that the quiz wants is D. Number eight, guys. What is a patch? A, an item worn on the head or face, usually covering one eye, generally preferred by piratical characters. B, a small plot of land with which players can build a house to store their items. C, an update to the game client, which often requires extensive downtime of the server. D, an in-game cheat used to repair items that have been broken during battle. E, a minigame you can play while you wait for your character to rest and get healthy enough for another fight. C, yeah. C it is. Yeah. That's the one the quiz won. Nine, the character class that generally goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with the monster, taking the brunt of the damage so that the other classes don't get killed, is called a... Leroy a, Jenkins. Brute. B, <laughs> target dummy. C, a tank, D, human shield, or E, group leader. <laughs> Sometimes all the above. Um, Brute Brute was a semi-tank class or the tank class in City of Villains. So, yeah, sorry, I just said the answer. It's tank. I agree. Guys, help me out in this one. How long does the average MMORPG take to beat? A, 20 to 30 hours. B, 40 to 80 hours. C, 100 to 200 hours. D, 200 to 500 hours, or E, when they close the server. No, I'm sorry, E, you can't beat an MMORPG. Technically, it should be E. It should be E. But it's usually D when we are like, I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, I've known some people, uh, Jeff, who was on the, 
the show. He he's probably more of the the A to C range at best, depending on the game. Well, not end game to beat the game. Right. Well, at what point do you say I've beat the game? No. At what point does the server manager say you beat the game? There's no beating an MMO. You technically can't beat an MMO. You can if you don't ever play it again. You have that's... beaten the addiction. <laughs> yes. Yes, you have. Okay, guys, that's all I got for those quizzes, that quiz there. So, um, well, hey, it was great talking with you about WoW. 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 And wow. Uh, wow, wow. dry eyes. Wow. Anyway. Wow. So you get a, uh, what's his face? What the hell is that guy's ben name? Stein. That actor. No, 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 no. The other actor, the actor who's famous for saying, wow. Um, oh, oh, Luke well, Owen Wilson. <laughs> no, is it Owen Wilson? Yeah, it's Owen. Yeah, yeah. We should get him. Yeah. You should just wow. just have him say "Wow" a bunch of times. Uh, Owen should do that. No, no, not Owen. That other That's kid, him. Wes. That's it. <laughs> I'm not editing these before I hand them over. This is so. fantastic. You've just watched Brandon go into full on, full blown dementia in the last 15 <laughs> seconds. That's just wow. Wow. So. Wow. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, thanks very much. I'll see you next time. You guys got any final remarks before we sign off? No. Uh, cancel your WoW accounts <laughs> and your Facebook accounts. If you haven't quit WoW. Go outside, you damn kids. Hide your WoW. Hide your swatter. They're coming for you. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for WoW. That's right. Okay, guys. I'll see you <laughs> next time. Good night, everybody. Thanks for being with us. Good night. In 1974, uh, Maze War was introduced. Uh, it was the first graphic virtual word world, and world. It, 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 it. Thank you. Uh, let me try that again, Wesley. From here on, one, two, three. In 1974, Maze World was farts. Okay, let's try <laughs> this one more time. Farts. <laughs> yes. All right. In 1974, a game called Maze War. Holy Maze. shit! That's a hard one to say. If this shows up in the actual episode, I'm going to go to <clears> Ohio <throat> and strangle Wesley.